Thank you for listening and watching today's show. We aren't here to tell you what to think, but to inspire and empower you to do your own thinking for better life results. We are being shadow banned, censored, canceled, and deleted simply for sharing our message. Go to contacttammy.com and always stay connected with us. At contacttammy.com, sign up for our latest report on health, freedom, and organic lifestyle. Text the word HEALTH to 833-838-1020 and get free access to our community and a chance to win free merchandise and products. Send me a quick message and become a supporter. There are many options available and you will have a direct impact on keeping independent media healthy and growing. Go to contacttammy.com and let's stay connected. In uh, 2006, I believe it was a department, uh, a DOD uh, exercise where by satellites, they scanned everybody's home and they could distinguish at that time who was vaccinated and who was not in wow. 2006. So wow. um now, how does this play out? Uh, so let's bring the technology home. So last 4th of July, I had some friends here and we decided to get like a watermelon. So I got one of those little baby watermelons and typically I grow my own, but because I had just re relocated, obviously I couldn't have a garden because it just, you can't move and <laughs> unpack bring your garden with you <laughs> and um so we cut it open and right away i noticed this is the color of the flat the mm -hmm. red and the watermelon looked unnatural it looked yeah. like cherry jello it did not and it had a gelatinous look to it and it didn't have seeds in it and we did not eat it. We did not. We threw this away. So what did I do? I immediately went to my computer. I typed in melons and hydrogel and quantum dot. And all of a sudden I found out that the whole melon supply had been contaminated with hydrogel and quantum dot, all of the melons. The entire contents of this podcast and website are based upon the opinions of Tammy Garcia and her guests, unless otherwise noted. The information on this podcast is not intended to replace a one-on-one -on -one relationship with a qualified healthcare professional and is not intended as medical advice. It is intended as a sharing of knowledge and information from the research and experience of Tammy Garcia and her guests. This is the Naturally Inspired Podcast, coming to you from our 1890 homestead in Johnstown, Colorado. I'm Tammy, and I want to thank you for joining us. Let's get started and help people feel good so they can do what they love for longer. Well, thank you so much, Celeste, for being on the Naturally Inspired podcast today. I have to admit, I'm fairly new to your work, but boy, am I glad I found you. I've been kind of binging on all of your stuff, and uh, we have uh, kind of a mutual friend, I guess, with David Ike. He's a friend of the podcast here, and we love him so much. And so um, I was just, uh, you know, feasting on your guys' conversations over the last week or two, and, and I'm so glad that I got to have you on today. Well, it's my honor and pleasure to be here. 
And I know we've talked about it. We've gone back and forth in the email world for some time. But yes. finally, it happened. Yes. Beautiful, gorgeous, sunny day. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I want to get started and introduce you to my audience just a little bit by you telling us about your background. So you um, have experience working with FEMA and government and a little bit in medical field. And uh, so just tell us a little bit about your past and background. Okay, so my dad was in naval intelligence or naval warfare, and um, he sat me on his lap at five years old, and he said, this is going to happen. This genocide is going to happen on your watch. Be prepared. And given the people that came to our home, like archaeologists bringing out advanced technology from ancient destroyed civilizations. Jacques Cousteau, I came home from school one day and Jacques Cousteau's submarine is sitting in my driveway. And I was taught how to um, eat, eat Chinese food with chopsticks by Wally Shara, the astronaut, and many others. Uh, um, uh, Roman Vishniak, a famous microbiologist who, whose work is just now coming to the forefront and whose son interestingly, um, followed in his dad's footsteps, went down to Antarctica, he was 50 years old, and he was killed. Mm. So you know, that's kind of mysterious, never found out why just that he was killed down in, in, in Antarctica. So um, I knew that this was coming. So I did get a diverse set. I, wherever I was taken in life, I always kept my hands in the dirt. I knew how to grow plants, what's normal, what's not in and animals, um, had chickens, and then also goats. Then I went into pediatrics. Um, and then I did a short stint in dentistry. And then I went into environmental medicine, which is really helping me to understand because even in the 90s, we were dealing with people that were sensitive to electromagnetic radiation mm -hmm. and what they could do and how they could be healthy and what they had to do to be healthy in this uh, polluted environment. And then I took a hard left into um, FEMA and, uh, and then, of course, DHS after 9-11, kind of not so much DHS, but a little bit. You. DHS was just getting started at the time. Um, I did help a lot of people during disaster. I was there for Y2K, 9-11, um, of course, Hurricane Katrina, um, all sorts of earthquakes, tornadoes, hurricanes, you know, you name it, the disaster, floods. Right. Um, so I was able to help a lot of people. I did work in plans and also training. And I, just before I left, I was working on an asset uh, template where I discovered that although all the different hospitals had different names at the time, that they were all one and the mm -hmm. same with the laboratories. So um, down when you get down to who's in charge and who are you going to call in case of a disaster, uh, it was all like one entity. Oh, so wow. I thought that was pretty interesting. So that was the last really big thing. Then they asked me to do something that I could not do. And I went to my inner circle and I said, can you see any way around this? Because I can't. They weren't taking no for an answer. So I literally packed two suitcases and I 
didn't know where I was going and I left and the Lord provided for me. And so I did organic farming uh, and did farmer's market and that laid low for a while, but you can't keep your light under a bushel barrel for too long. And so I did remarry and um, we both decided that I should go back to being public again. And um, it wasn't really until, uh, so my husband was killed seven years ago in a very questionable accident, a single car uh, accident that nobody saw in an area of no cell reception. His cell phone disappears from the coroner's um, vehicle and his body is sent to the crime lab. And so, yeah, some very odd things that just didn't make sense. Um, but if it wouldn't have been David's time to go, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have gone. There would be no force that could do that, that could touch David's head if it wasn't his time. And I had watched this beautiful love story between David and the Lord just three months prior. Uh, so I knew it was his time and, and David was ready. And certainly, obviously the Lord was ready. And so then I had to understand that. So I lived on my, what I made at farmer's market, but I was struggling because I didn't make very much at all. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, basically I wasn't making it. And so on a July 1st in 2019, the the Lord said, I want you to start a community and I want you to go in front of the camera. And I've been a photojournalist published since junior high. And I really started in photography about eight. Um, but to go in front of the camera, that was really hard. And the first few months, it was very difficult. It is. Uh, but, but now <laughs> I love it. And um, what makes me sad is that I see a day when people like myself are not going to be able to tell people the truth out there because uh, of censorship and mm-hmm. politics and a number of things. So enjoy it, everyone, right now. Absorb what you can, uh, both of the news and things that you can do, the skill sets that you need to survive, and, and, and you'll weather the storm. Yeah, that's, that's so true. It's, it's going to be about skill set in the future. I really believe that as well. Were there some things that you could share with us that, um, you know, you weren't comfortable with while working for the government? Was there systems that you thought, why are they doing it this way? Or, you know, was there questionable things throughout your career? And did your dad have the same kinds of questions? So um, dad and I came from a different place. So my family is Jewish. And so but he, they, my parents walked away from faith because they knew this next genocide was coming. So they thought that if they did not have a faith, then they would be safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I accepted Jesus Christ at around five. Um, and how I did that is because my parents didn't have faith. A neighbor invited me to vacation Bible school, and I accepted Jesus Christ as my personal savior, which caused some ripples in the family, I can tell you, we have a Jewish family, um, and things that I wouldn't do now that, that I did young, then when I was young, and, you know, like wear my cross boldly out in my grandma, Jewish grandmother's house, when I could have <laughs> tucked it under my shirt, you know, right. and just let 
let the Lord speak to her. And I do believe that the Lord spoke to my grandmother. So anyway, um, but as far as being, so I went in uh, to the organization knowing full well. Oh, you did? Um, <laughs> yes, because don't forget, I, I knew yeah. I, I grew up in a government and military home. And so I knew exactly. And so I even had the conversation with the Lord. I said, why are you taking me into the belly of the beast? You know, and he said to get information out. Mm -hmm. And also when I was working on plans, I was looking at it much like at the Holocaust. So what you see at the World Economic Forum was what I was working on. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at ways. Is there some way to exploit it? Like in um, during the Holocaust, every fifth munition was empty. Uh, you know, like every fifth bullet or cannon or whatever they were working on to give the advantage to the, to the other side. But this was layered, 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 mm -hmm. layered. And I didn't have that beautiful graphic of the spike protein that everyone else today has, you know, I just saw it from boots on the ground in the organization, trying to see if there was a way that, um, that, righteousness and God could prevail. And, and really, I, I've got to say this, a lot of people say a lot of things about FEMA. But I had a choice to go to Red Cross or to go into FEMA, I wanted to serve my country. And Red Cross had like a 30 page document, you could not share your faith, you could not pray, you couldn't oh, mention a, a, another deity or power or anything. Um, but at FEMA, you could, you could pray with somebody, you could share the Lord if it was appropriate. I mean, right. you know, I wouldn't take a Bible and beat up somebody yeah. over the head, but just think these are people in the middle of a disaster, probably the worst thing that's happened in their life. And you want to be able to give them some hope. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to do that at FEMA. Of course, the organization, the closer it got to 9-11 changed. And of course, afterwards, it was radically different. Um, but so that's, I already knew. Um, okay. All right. I want to talk a little bit about DARPA, because I think a lot of my audience still doesn't really um, have all of the information about what DARPA is um, and how it functions within our government structure. So it's um, basically a test bed. Um, it's more on the military governmental side. Congress funds them. They have a black op program that we is cl totally classified that we know nothing about, which is, you know, decades ahead of anything that we know about. Right. And then there's the stuff that if you go to DARPA, which any of you can go on in a search engine and go to news and find out what they're up to. Um, but what I noticed over the years that I've covered things, news from DARPA, is that it used to be a five to 20 year time that they would test that it before it got to the commercial market. Hmm. Now that we have broken Moore's law and Moore's law, it talks about the 
time it takes for technology to turn over. Yes. I've like, just recently learned about that. So if after you get done trying talking a little bit about DARPA, if you would explain Moore's law, I think that that is very, it pertains to what is happening today so much. And I've only heard it mentioned uh, recently one other time. Well, it, it basically is a time period that technology will double. And now I think it was used to be 36 months or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but we've smashed that. And now technology can double in 24 hours. Even our language has been weaponized and can double in that short of a period of time. And, and is there in Moore's laws, there's like a capping, right? They, the, the theory is that there's only so much energy that the earth can sustain or, or, or facilitate. Isn't that correct? Uh, I don't agree with that hypothesis. I don't, I, I don't. I'm not sure I agree with it either, but is it, is that, is that what, what it's based on or am I incorrect? No, it, it's, it's. It, Okay, think back to December of 2019, what you were doing in December 2019. Yeah. And then think about January 2020, and COVID has just hit the United States. Mm -hmm. And everything seemed to speed up. Like yes. everything. Yes, all the problems, especially. <laughs> technology sped up. Everything, regulations, uh, government, military orders, uh, everything around us was changing very quickly. That's mm -hmm. what Moore's law is doing is it's, it's condensed or compressed um, time now. And actually, in quantum physics, they are actually playing with changing space and time. And it talks about that in the Bible, in Daniel. Mm -hmm. So, and in and other places too. So, wow. Wow. So back to, back to DARPA. DARPA. Yeah. Sorry. So, about that. Um, so DARPA then uh, now when I see a news thing, like there's probably seven or 10 projects already this month that they put on their news site, they are already at the commercial market. Even, even though they just put it on their news site they said, oh, we're going to do this. You know, it's going to be a five-year project, blah, blah, blah. You know, I see it already being implemented in the commercial market. It's almost like they're testing in real time, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people have an understanding that DARPA is like military, kind of like secret ops, industrial type of movements. It's not, is it? It's not, it's not just that. It. It, some of it is, a lot of it is for military, um, military use, but it always ends up benefiting or harming mankind. For, for instance, my daughter was born with some holes in her heart, and she's one of the first babies to survive open heart surgery. Mm -hmm. And they remember Teflon, the yes. old Teflon pants? Oh, yes. They put Teflon patches in her heart to, to seal up those holes. That was a part of the space program and the DARPA programs. So, you know, it does, it's dual use technology. It, it has a good point, but most of the time it's not used for good. Right. And it is very military 
um, in application. Mm -hmm. But they're, but they end up in everyday world as well, right? It's, it's medications, it's vaccines, it's, it's technology um, that we end up, you know, using in our everyday life. It's not just for covert operations. Right. It's even our computer, the internet, um, what we're doing with it. Like they've got a program now for misinformation. It's Mm. called Incas, I-N-C-A-S. Um, and so you can look at that everybody when COVID hit. So this is like December, 2019, the beginning of 2020. If this was a big disease that they were concerned about now, this is a weapon Mm -hmm. Um, and it was, is doing exactly what they wanted, but So they only, for every $10, they only put $1 towards treatment or finding out what it was. Supposedly it was a mystery, blah, blah, blah. Right. But they put nine out of the $10 to fight the infodemic misinformation and disinformation. Wow. So that was from the very beginning. Yeah. The infodemic. Mm. So can you talk a little bit about the virus itself? And I know you don't, you know, you have a different interpretation of it. Um, So explain that. And then uh, how the vaccines have actually, um, you know, they're, they're a bioweapon. So can you, can you talk about that a little bit? Right. So there's this, it's a construct. It's a nano. So the nano means it's a very small size Mm -hmm. and it, it's, looks like this, but with spikes on it, I can't do the spikes with my hands. And it has a payload in the center. And what the membrane of it, the membrane um, was comprised of genetic material from um, like at least seven different species, seven different pathogens, seven different things we didn't know, plus robotics. Um, The center the payload could include toxins. Now these are all beta tested. Uh, Toxins or poisons, virus, bacteria, fungus, parasites, Mm -hmm. explosives, uh, curses, demons, um, spiritual entities can be in there as well in this payload. The frequency, the frequency hits hits it. And then it, it tells it what it's kind of like a roulette wheel. I've never played roulette, but we all have seen roulette wheels and the frequency tells this nano bio, which is what I called it. It's a combination of um, biological life fused with robotics. Mm -hmm. uh, And it tells it what symptoms to display. That is why in a family, a father can have one symptoms, mm-hmm. mother can have another symptoms and children can have another symptoms. So that is the, the, the um, SARS-CoV-2 it is designed to disable uh, human life around the planet. And it is also specifically a neural weapon to mm-hmm. take out your brain. So you need to really pay attention, everyone, to any cognitive hiccups. 
you know, we all have those moments that we walk into the kitchen and we go, okay, what did I come I, here for? Yeah, why did <laughs> why am I here? Or you have to go back up to the bedroom and, you know, okay, what was I going to get now? Um, we all have those and that's nothing to worry about. But if it, if you've had SARS-CoV-2 or most definitely if you've had any uh, therapeutics, um, by therapeutics, I would say the, the jab and a pill or the monoclonal antibodies made from the humanized mice or any type of drug at this point, um, which is really not safe to have um, anything right now, then just note your cognitive hiccups. There are some things that you can do naturally. There is a supplement that I personally take, and I'm speaking just for myself. I'm not a doctor, so I can't give medical advice, but I take choline. And it's the only supplement that I know of that can regrow brain cells. It doesn't matter. You could have lost brain cells in a car accident or a football accident or drug use or alcohol use or, uh, you know, you fell off your bike and hit your head or one of these direct energy weapons it, or, a, or a virus or something like encephalitis, meningitis but it can regrow those brain cells. And so it's, and it's inexpensive right now. Who knows, you know, how long it will even be around. Yes. I do worry about that supplement uh, issue that seems to be coming up more and more all the time where they're removing uh, access to certain supplements that we've had for, you know, years and years. So that's something to be aware of and on the lookout for, make sure that you are securing supply or, you know, advocating towards your, your community that you do not want these things taken away from us because that is a possibility. So the good news on that, I know that you garden as well as I do, and everybody, you can, for almost any medical condition or supplement that you take, you can grow things in your garden. So one of the first things that I did when I had to move and relocate last year was to plant about, I think I probably have 30 or 40 medicinal plants for mm-hmm. different um, afflictions, not just for me, but for, you know, anybody in this area, yeah. um, everything from asthma to pneumonia uh, to different things. So you can actually grow many of the medications that you need in your own garden. Mm. It's interesting that you talked about how everyone's having different symptoms. And so do you have a theory of why you think some people don't get really any symptoms at all? Um, you know, or are they even, I guess we have to talk a little bit about the testing at this point too. Um, and, and your thoughts about testing, do you do, we've seen so many different, um, you know, videos from the inventor of the PCR test, like Carrie Mullis, that the, you know, this is, this was not the intention of the test in the first place. Now the PCR tests are exploding as you've talked about a lot on your videos and they they'll PCR test for anything. Um, and we're seeing that with the bird flu, um, recently, you know, their PCR, PCR testing flocks, entire, you know, thousands of birds and then destroying them based on these tests. So do you think that people are not really testing positive for anything, or do you think that, um, people are just dealing with, with, um, you know, exposure to, to this bioweapon differently? 
So what they're actually doing is seeding the brain uh, with two different things. One, the hydrogel to get it past the blood brain barrier. So if you stick that swab up close, up, way up the nasal cap, uh, there's not very far to go to get that hydrogel into the brain. And what's hydrogel? Hydrogel was developed by DARPA who wanted to chip every single person, but they didn't want to have to do brain surgery to do it. And so they developed hydrogel, which is a gel. And now it's in the air. It's in all of our food supply. It's in all pharmaceuticals or most, I would say probably 90% of the pharmaceuticals at this point. I don't care if it's Tylenol or chemotherapy, it's there. Matter of fact, somebody just sent me uh, she lives in Spain, and she sent it to two laboratories in France. Um, and it was a bottle of lidocaine that mm -hmm. she had gotten at the dentist. Yeah. And there were the creepy crawlies in the bottle and hydrogel and graphene in the bottle of lidocaine, lidocaine that she had gone to the dentist. And she was terrified because she started getting all these heart palpitations and different things, mm -hmm. symptoms. So, you know, we've, we've all got to be really careful. We cannot go into a bubble. This is where it's really important not to fear. Um, you need to have your wits about you. You need to reduce and minimize your exposure that's the best thing that you can do. So eat healthy, don't take any pharmaceuticals, don't get any vaxes, drink pure water, have a clean environment to breathe. Like if mm -hmm. it's really smoky or whatever, get a good um, air purifier. They run at starting about $600 and then they, they go up from there. But mine has um, like the HEPA filter, but it also has UV protection as well. So can you explain the hydrogel? Um, you're the first person I, I noted that, um, it says talked about quant the quantum dot technology being the same as hydrogel. Well, I remember seeing and hearing about the quantum dot tattoo years before, as I saw little, um, signs up in the airport about ID 2020. Um, and so I immediately looked when I saw it because the, the, the signs in the airport about ID 2020, I was like, what is this all about? This is years ago, right? This is probably 2016, maybe somewhere around there. I thought, what is ID 2020, right? What is, what is that? And come to find out it's actually, um, you know, technology that Bill Gates has developed along with this, um, uh, quantum dot tattoo is also his invention. So when you started kind of using hydrogel and quantum dot technology interchangeably, I was intrigued by that. Um, can you talk about that? So hydrogel does not necessarily have color to it. Um, it can, but typically if you see something that is unnatural in color, and I'll give you an example in just a moment. Um, then it is probably quantum dot. And what would be the difference? It's because they use different types of imaging equipment, everything from satellites to drones, to airplanes, to scanners that you see alongside your, the highway are scanning your body. 
and they can pick up exactly what's going on in your body with the signatures of those various colors. So Mm -hmm. let's say it's a really hot pink. They can um, see that you have a urinary tract infection or, you know, they can tell exactly what's going on. um, What's invaded your body. Have you had the SARS-CoV-2? If you, they actually did a test in uh, 2006, I believe it was a department, uh, a DOD uh, exercise where by satellites, they scanned everybody's home and they could distinguish at that time who was vaccinated and who was not in wow. 2006. Wow. So um, now how does this play out? Uh, so let's bring the technology home. So last 4th of July, I had some friends here and we decided to get like a watermelon. So I got one of those little baby watermelons and typically I grow my own, but because I had just relocated, obviously I couldn't have a garden because it just, you can't move and (laughs) unpack. (laughs) Bring your garden with you. (laughs) And um, so we cut it open and right away I noticed this is the color of the the red Mm -hmm. and the watermelon looked unnatural it looked like cherry jello it did not and it had a gelatinous look to it and it didn't have seeds in it and we did not eat it we did not we threw this away so what did I do I immediately went to my computer I typed in melons and hydrogel and quantum dot And all of a sudden I found out that the whole melon supply had been contaminated with hydrogel and quantum dot, all of the melons. Today's show is brought to you by naturallyinspiredminerals.com. If I could pick only one supplement to take with me on a deserted island, it would probably be my plant-derived minerals. I've been taking these minerals for years now, and I can't say enough about them. Our bodies need efficient amounts of minerals, many in trace amounts, to function at optimum levels. Keep your mineral levels high and your body feeling good with naturallyinspiredminerals.com while supporting our show. So all the melons that you get at the store are that way, but your trigger, you know, how you would notice something is let's say you're going to go buy some ketchup and it just doesn't look like the regular color. It looks more like a crayon than the ketchup that you would typically have. Don't buy it. Mm -hmm. Of course, right now, everything Uh, last year, December, 2021, they succeeded. The world economic forum said that, in one year, the whole commercial food supply would in, include the hydrogel platform. And the, the platforms would their track and trace so they can trace and track whatever's going on inside of your body, where you're going, what you're eating, are you exercising, um, what your oxygen's at. But they can also... Um, well, 
I've, I'm having one of those moments where I just, <laughs> well, it's so interesting because it makes me think of how they phased in uh, genetically modified foods. Um, and if you, you know, are, you know, born before the year 2000, <laughs> you can really notice the difference. And I, you, our peaches, our, our pears, when, when I was a kid, they were, you know, regular size, probably about, you know, hand size. And now you get these monster pears, these monster peppers, these monster apples, these monster lemons. And, um, you know, you go over to the organic section and they're not that way. You know, they're not shiny. They're, they're smaller. If you get to a farmer's market, they, they're not as, um, illustrious, if you will, you know, these, these, uh, naturally grown, um, foods. And so it's, it's almost to me, it's like dragging you into a virtual world. Um, you know, where you, where the expectation is this vibrant, um, you know, fake kind of appearance. And that's what's supposed to, you're supposed to be driven to. Um, and so if you're trying to make decisions with food, it's almost better to gravitate towards the one that doesn't look as good, that isn't as big, um, because it, it's a good chance that it's genetically modified. It's, it's whatever, but it's, it seems to me that that is kind of the same thing that they're going to um, with the metaverse. And, yeah, and I, I've seen some commercials for like sodas and I don't drink soda. I make my own. I have a really cool um, soda, ginger and cayenne pepper soda recipe. And you let it uh, like, it's like sun tea. Mm. And in two days, it's carbonated. Uh, it's really wonderful. But they were very much, it was metaverse, rainbow, you know, it mm -hmm. was to suck you in. And But the big thing that I'm noticing are who wants to pay five bucks for a drink with no calories and you get a little bit of flavored water and it's not a natural flavor. It's like, tastes like, I don't know what it tastes like. It doesn't taste natural. It's mm -hmm. just a chemical, a right. chemical taste. So I, I've noticed that too. And it's easy to see how it could be done when you actually study uh, who owns our food sources as well. It's, it's narrowed down guys to like five or six companies total that's running the entire uh, food supply. And it's, it's remarkable, but you know, of course, what, what you see in front of your face is all these different uh, names and companies and, and labels. And you, you tend to think, oh, it's like, and, you know, and they, the marketing piece of it, where it's always, you know, grandma's cookies, you get this feel that everything's different. And that's just not how it is. It all boils down to just a handful of, of companies that are making all the food in the world. <laughs> and now they're taking it away. They're they are breaking it down to the molecular level and re-engineering the food. And so in 2019, the UN said that they wanted to sell food by the one one thousandth of a calorie. And DARPA said they wanted to sell food by the molecule. And what does that mean? What does that mean? That there will be a shell at the store. It will be a very tiny shell. Um, but there will be a shell at the store and it will be stripped of everything. If you want color, if you want flavor, if you want vitamin A, vitamin C, if you want fiber, if you, every single thing will be out value added. You pay extra, you pay extra, you pay extra. Oh so at the gosh. end you end up, yeah, you have a shell of an apple, but that apple may cost you $10,000. 
Well, I can see it happening because all of these big tech players, Bill Gates, Eric Schmidt, all these big, big tech players that started in computers, software platforms, they've all moved into farmland. They've moved into biotech. They moved into health. Why? Why did, why do people think that that's why they've done that? Because tech is our biology now it's biotech it's transhuman it's it's it is turning people into machines almost right so there's something called directed evolution the people that are doing this are uh darwinists and they we're not moving in an evolutionary fashion fast enough for them so what that's consequently that's what the vaccine does and there are people there's like 600 different vaccines each with different things in it and they're kicking the tires on those and that is to change the the blood of people and get them into being a hybrid and eventually to be a synthetic um a synthetic body um, that will be the habitation for demons um, and you think oh no or soft robotics i mean i to me it's half dozen one or the other right um, but that's kind of what they're doing and this goes along with your question on the pcr test so in the journals what they talk about so not only are they putting hydrogel in on the swab but they're also seeding um, putting some seeding material to reshape the human skull. Now, mm -hmm. the reason uh, now your skull and my skull isn't going to change much because we're older. Mm -hmm. um, it might do something and affect our brain. I don't know. But our skull shape really will not change. But the young people, their skulls are still developing. Now, imagine that they get this paracas like skull, like that has always been indicative of the elite mm -hmm. uh, where you got the big bump on the back of your head. Um, that's what they're going to do, or they can do the opposite. Uh, they can make the skull very small. And so what's this baby going to do? The brain can only get so far, you know, grow so much. If they've got like a lemon sized skull, the brain is not going to be able to develop. That's what they're doing with the PCR test. And that's especially why they're saying children, 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 because right. they want it. some children are designated to be um, highly evolved. Right. Uh, the new generation of transhumanism, transhuman, one with the quantum computer and the other ones are slated for destruction. And so they don't need a brain because they're just going to be tossed away. You talk about the, um, the beacon system and this kind of light, uh, it, that interested me a lot because of the luciferies that we've been able to identify in the COVID shots. Um, you know, we've seen, I've seen videos of people who have, you know, the black light, they can see that they're glowing, right. They can see in the injection insight that they're growing. Some people 
had it go, you know, all over. Well, we now know that, you know, they touted this thing as it was supposed to stay in the injection site in your arm, but we now know that it doesn't, it spreads all over your body. Um, can you explain how that, uh, what, what, how that works and also about how this thing kind of is self-assembling inside? Okay. So basically what it does is let's see which one should I, i'll do the assembling first and then you may okay. have to re refresh me on the thing because so okay you get an injection and this is true with almost any darpa project they love swarming they all have their little fetishes and darpa is swarming so it gets inside your body and it starts to assemble so this is actually, it's putting it together. Like, let's say you're putting together a bicycle or a car or kitchen appliance or something. It's, it's assembling inside your body, um, an operating system. And then it starts to swarm. So those first um, images of the broken glass that we saw in the chest, I go, that's nanoparticles. Those are swarms of nanoparticles in those people. And then it, what it does is it swarms up and it crosses the blood brain barrier and it takes over the brain. I don't know. Did you hear my interview with Barb about her daughter, Julie? No, I don't think so. So this mom calls or sends me an email. She goes, I don't care what time you get this, you contact me. And so it was a Friday night. It was eight o'clock my time. It was later her time. And so I did contact her and she said, so my daughter was born in 1986 and we were a poor family and I got just, I was a dutiful mom and I got the vaccinations. Well, then her daughter started to wither. She had a little daughter named Julie and Julie needed brain surgery. So who does her brain surgery? But it was Dr. Ben Carson, oh, the nice. famous um, brain surgeon. So afterwards, like any mom would do, Julie, I mean, Barb asks um, Dr. Carson, well, what did you find? And he said, I don't know what I found. Now, mind you, this is 1987. Mm -hmm. He said, all I know is that every crack and crevice is filled with this glue substance. It goes down her spinal cord and throughout her nervous system. And poor little Julie died in 2003 of hydrogel taking over her body. They did not know it was a DARPA black ops program at that time. Um, so when this gets in, what it does, think of it as a, 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 like an empty water balloon. So it doesn't have any fluid in it when it goes into your body. When it gets into your body, as it's assembling, it starts to fill itself, harvesting your life force, harvesting your moisture that God has given you for life. To, and it grows inside, in size while your biological part is withering and dying on the vine, basically. It's pretty disgusting. Well, that it lines up with what we're, we're hearing from a lot of embalmers that they're pulling out these like structures that they at first thought were clots, but then it turns out they, they actually aren't there. They, they look like they're fibrous materials. Yeah, they, they are. It's a lot like, um, more Yes. And 
I did an article, look up daughter sometime, D-O-D-D-E-R. I did an article at shepherdsheart.life and it was amazing. Like one day I go out on my farm and I was, I would just take a garden walk every day and my lavender had this stuff and it was coiling around it, strangulating the plant. And I tried to like look for it. It was very, um, had tendrils Mm -hmm. um, and it seemed, it just, it was bright, hot orange. So you couldn't miss it. And I looked like, is this from a plant or what in the world is this? And I, and so I pull it off and I put it in a big pile and it starts to move like snakes. It was sentient. And I go, what the heck is this? So I wrote an article and someone in Australia was able to identify it. It just turned up in the United States out of the blue, out of nowhere. But that was, I go, this is a sign from the Lord that I'm supposed to pay attention to this because it's going to play a big factor in the days to come. And sure enough, it is. Um, it's called in technology, if you go to the journals, it's called Micelle, M-I-C-E-L-L-E. Um, that's the fibrous long strings and they actually spin it. They do things like electro spin it. They build scaffolds in our body, like literal scaffolds, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's really bizarre uh, stuff that they're doing inside of us. And then now they're manipulating our ionosphere, like with harp, um, mm -hmm. only this won't be harp. Well, it'll you be in conjunction with heart, but they're going to put these very low orbiting satellites. And, you know, when you go out into the lawn and you kick your shoes off and you got your feet in the dirt or the grass, if you feel grounded, you feel yeah. at peace, they're going to take that away. So the reason you feel at peace is something called Schumann's resonance. They're going to, they're going to mess with that. And um, so this, these uh, this is called Ouija. This is DARPA's Ouija. Um, yeah, just like the Ouija board. It's, mm -hmm. It definitely has witchcraft um, in it. It has a payload also, which includes direct energy weapons, but it goes deep and also something called ground truthing. So it goes deep into the earth. So we will not even get that piece our whole electromagnetic field in the air, but also the ground will be disrupted. So it's pretty diabolical. Let's let's move towards the Luciferese and talk about that and how that is being used and what that is being used for in these shots. So basically that if you study the GMO thing, so mm -hmm. back when they first came on the scene in the early 1990s with um GMO products, they used the bioluminescent part yes. of the jellyfish to, and they inserted it into the genes. And mm -hmm. that way they could tell if their genetic experiments, their genetic edits would transfer to the next generation. And that was the marker if they were successful in doing transferring these genetic edits to the next generations. Well, that's what they're doing with this. They are, it's all a sterilization, mm -hmm. um, but it also does show which ones of the genetic edits have made it to that next generation. 
Is that part of the tracking and tracing too? Now I anecdotally have heard several stories now of people crossing the border and, um, specifically out of Canada, because, um, I'm, I'm, I'm Canadian. So I have a lot of friends and family still there. Um, but when they're crossing and they're vaccinated, they're supposed to have this app on their phone. That's called arrive can. And if you don't have it, you get a $5,000 fine apparently. Um, but they're not even being asked to open the app and, and, and prove their records. And all the time. And in many cases, um, the border crossing person has said, Oh, that's okay. I don't need to see it. I saw you coming. What? what is that? <laughs> is it the app from the phone that is, that is tracking them across the border or is it the person? It's probably both. Now I'm unvaxxed and I went to go visit a friend that was dying mm -hmm. and um, I had to go to uh, Minnesota. And the minute I crossed onto the border, my phone lit up like it was 4th of July and said, <clears throat> welcome to Minnesota. Uh, we have contact tracing here. <laughs> so, I mean, it just like, it talked to me and everything. I mean, it's never oh, been that wow. anywhere. So uh, that's what happened. Um, and I don't know if it's still there or what I should have somebody look at it, but Wow. Wow. So yeah, that is, you know, there's a lot of people who want to dismiss the fact that tracking and tracing is taking place and that that's tinfoil hat stuff. I, I just can't believe there's still people out there that don't understand what technology is available and being used and has been being used for decades. So there is a backstory. <clears throat> so in 1975, there's something called a Silomar conference. And it's kind of around Monterey, California. And a bunch of scientists and globalists got together and they decided to genetically modify all life on planet Earth, all life. Didn't matter if you were a human, animal, or plant. And the only news outlet that covered it was Rolling Stone magazine. And on it, the front cover, it's a black cover and in big red letters, it says, you idiots. And basically, they said they were opening Pandora's box. Mm. And so then fast forward to 2005, Halloween night, the UN had given the mandate that that's for something called the National Animal Identification System, NACE. And so it was introduced at the federal level, went, got kicked down to the state levels also. And then it became a firefight between the people that did not want it, that recognized that this was the precursor of the mark of the beast and that it has three pillars, that all property belongs to the government, all property, electronic identification of all life on that property and 24 seven surveillance. So, and in the UN speak, humans are defined as animals we are nothing more than livestock to be managed that's why they can put us to death or do whatever they want with us because they feel that they're the the owner of the, the state or whatever so anyway we it, it we fought fiercely but it was defeated unfortunately um it did go into law um, as the law of the land at that time, it was voluntary. 
rapidly it changed. Um, if you're familiar with the semantic shell game, they had to change the name when they were going to make it mandatory. So then the UN called it traceability. So now the US calls it traceability and each state calls it traceability. And that is to be able to track and trace any life form. That's, that's basically from the second pillar, well, second and third pillars of the NACE and that, that you belong to them. And that is one reason that they are editing us because when you have pure untainted blood, you belong to God exclusively or your own sovereign person. But when you get edited, most of these things are patented. Yep. And then you become, you're owned by them and they can tell you what to do and it can be costly, um, but it can be costly to not be in compliance also with their mandates. We heard uh, from Dr. Carrie Made, you know, over a year ago, and she was saying the same thing, you know, that this is patentable technology and that if you're going to be injected by it and allow yourself to kind of, um, you know, transform into, into their um, technology, then you're going to be patentable. And everyone was like, oh, she's nuts. She's nuts. But the more you learn about the technology that's actually possible and the more that you see how they continuously make decisions that have nothing to do with the greater good or health, how do you explain it any other way? You know, it, the goal has never been health. Of course, you and I know that, but for people who are listening, who still, you know, are sitting on the fence, not sure what's taking place here. How, how can you explain this, that they continue to press forward with a product that's killing tens of thousands of people and injuring millions more. Um, it, it's just remarkable to me that, that it, it's not more obvious. Well, don't forget, these are Darwinists that are doing it. So they believe in survival of the fittest. And so if millions of people die, then they were, weren't meant to live. Um, only a sub a small subset was supposed to live so that's their philosophy and they don't really care if you live or die and if you go to them for help um, chances are you are going to be given medications to uh, relieve you of your life and that's really sad um, one thing if you're sitting on the fence and you have not taken the vaccine you need to know some of the things that are in it, you know, like those little jellyfish things that uh, Dr. Carrie Medes found. I found the patent for that from heterodyne and it's an electromagnetic entity from 1999 is when that thing was patented uh, just before the new millennium. Uh, they have gorilla feces in it. They have snoop tags, dog tags. Um, they have, uh, what are some of the other disgusting things, the aborted babies, um, immortal cells, cells that live forever. There's play, a place in the Bible that says people that who are suffering because they've taken the mark want to die, but they can't die. Mm. And it's the immortal cells. We actually have that technology now. And when you take this vaccine, you may think that you're going to have the great, uh, you know, 
a great existence in immortality. But just think if you, your quality of life was, is not good, they, you know, your trade-off is this terrible life, but then you live forever, supposedly. Um, so those are just a few of the things. Oh, they've also put uh, genetic man, uh, material from Neanderthals. And uh, I got this Denisovian, I may be pronouncing that wrong, but it's the cousins of the Neanderthals, the Asian branch. That genetic material is also, why in the heck are they doing that? Do they want to take us back to the planet of the apes, you know, and make us ape-like? Um, so there's a lot of experimentation going on. What I would highly suggest is that you ask for the professional insert that's the doctor insert that comes with the particular vaccine. In my opinion, after studying most many of them, at least 60 hardcore and others lightly, there is no safe vaccine. They are all gene editing weapons to kill you, all of them. But if you want to see the professional insert, uh, you can, you know, don't let them put stick you without knowing the ingredients of what is in that mm -hmm. at least if you have the piece of paper you will at least know what they said um, it doesn't mean that they have to put all the ingredients on that professional insert but there is some degree of accountability even though they are don't have no liability they they get off scot-free if you die it doesn't matter mm -hmm. um but at least have that piece of paper so that you know um, what's what you're happening. doing. Yeah, you're yeah. making an inf well informed consent has not been taking place since the get go. I've witnessed it in grocery stores watching people take the shots. There is no information being exchanged. It's a very quick process, and you, and you know, I, I I've seen it firsthand. Um, people should be made aware of how many reports are in the VAERS system. People should be made aware that there are 1,291 different side effects listed um, in from the trials from, from these shots. And all of that information just gets swept away in a CNN report that says, get the damn vaccine. It is, it is remarkable how people, um, the information is being uh, held back but also how more people aren't questioning what they're doing before they're doing it. Today's show is brought to you by preparewithtammy.com. One of the best ways to build independence and confidence is being prepared. Here at my home, 1890 Homestead, we focus on self-sufficiency like gardening, water filtration, and storable food. For more information and to order the supplies you need, go to preparewithtammy.com. Yeah, you don't know. They could be putting bleach in the shot or yeah. any anything. Uh, so why would you even do that? I, you know, I'm going to grill somebody up one side and down the other before I do put anything into my body. Yeah. Tell us about what the barcode for life is. This is really an interesting, <laughs> very interesting uh, development that I've learned from you. So this was actually early on. Um, I don't know when it started, like 2000, 2003, something like that is when I became aware of it, that they were having magnetic 
barcodes and they were classifying the genetic material of all life on earth. And um, they're actually storing it in buildings like the, the seed bank mm. um, in Sweden. So it, it's not, it's not good. Um, and they've, they've proceeded. Uh, it went exponential into the human territory. I don't know if you've heard of um, precision medicine, but Francis, Dr. Francis Collins, um, about 2016 or 2017, it went public. It's a One Health. Um, you can look at, if you want the backstory, it's One Health. But precision medicine is basically, medicine in the future is going to be based on your genome. And you mm -hmm. have to give a sacrifice of your blood to have any treatment whatsoever. And if you don't give it, you're not going to get treatment. So uh, be careful because now um, it is, it can be used in experiments. It's not between you and the doctor in the lab anymore. They share it. There's like open source data banks that they can use. Um, anybody has access to it that, that can form a weapon. You know, it's, it's very dangerous. We've talked about that before on the podcast. I've listened to congressional hearings with doctors warning um, the warning Congress that, you know, we've been sending our genome out to China to be mapped for a long time. And, you know, what is China doing with mapping our genome? And, and it should be noted that China is not sending their genome to us. <laughs> so these, these types of bioweapons, uh, shots, whatever you want to call them can be targeted based on your genome. So it, it, as far, yes, they can. And to close the loop on the barcode for life, that just the precision medicine just brought the humans. Uh, Francis Collins wanted a million people the first year. And now because of the SARS-CoV-2, they're getting more and more, you know, everybody's into the database now. So with this new technology, and it's just, it's very sad. I mean, it's sad for me to see. And it's, it was hard for me to come to grips. Well, I had a step down moment, but when I went from allopathic medi medicine to more of an integrative environmental medicine. And then um, that, because the two clash, those two yeah. worlds oh, yeah. clash. And yep. now we have this whole techno, it's, it's a techno um, directed evolution experiment going on. Mm -hmm. um, um, what is IBM's role? in this, because I found that interesting, you know, IBM is a very old company. And I was just talking with Patrick Wood, who is an expert on technocracy. And he was talking about IBM and their role um, that they played in World War Two, and uh, how a lot of their history um, is kind of hidden, though the role they played in World War Two. And here they pop up again um, when I'm listening to one of your talks um, with the barcode for life. Yeah, so it's classifying. They've always been into classifying life and um, drilling it down so that basically they're stripping you naked and you're going naked before the quantum computer. Imagine that. 
Mm-hmm. And many people voluntarily just give away all of their protections and barriers that they were given by their creator. Whether you believe in a creator or not, as a human, your, your skin is a barrier. I mean, we have a lot, we have our immune system, that's a barrier. Mm-hmm. We have all, we have our cognitive blood, abilities, right? And the blood brain yeah. barrier is very hard to penetrate. So there's all these barriers. But so IBM is going to be just building on what they began in World War II. Now, remember, under Operation Paperclip, all the Nazis came over here, and it wasn't just in rocketry. They went into food, they went into medicine, and now we've got a bunch of Nazis doing experiments. That's why there's no accountability. That's why they just threw the rules out and Mm -hmm. anything goes now. But well, and it's generational. I think a lot of people have a hard time grasping how this could be happening. Some, there's a lot of people that think that we're past those kinds of atrocities of, of crimes against humanity that, that, well, we're past all that. We've learned from it. We're over it. This is, you know, this is, this is just incorrect thinking <laughs> because this is generational. We, we see these people raise their families with us, with a specific set of values, and they continue on with this mission of life to advance humanity through technology. This is what they believe. This is what, you know, they've been taught and it's, it's generational. It's not something that just ended with a few uh, German soldiers or doctors or scientists that got brought, o- brought over and then worked here until they died. This is a philosophy for life. Yeah. Actually, and death. Yeah. And death. it's a death cult. <laughs> it is a death cult. Yep. It definitely is. Um, what else can you tell us um, about the future going forward with, with the state of humanity in terms of everyone that has taken the shots what we can do, um, you know, as people that are, are kind of, you know, sitting back and, and trying to get the information out, but also trying to survive through this thing. So it, whether you've had SARS-CoV-2 or you've taken the vaccine, um, the best thing is to eat as pure a food as you can. I like my home growing food because it's nutrient dense. Um, you can't get any fresher. There's certain microbes on that food. If you don't wash it, uh, you can just, it helps your microbiome. And believe it or not, your gut really controls a lot of what happens, everything from your hormones to the way you think. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. There are things that you can do. Um, so you want to eat, you want to uh, drink pure water. You want to uh, breathe pure air. So if you live in a smoky or polluted area, I would get a quality air filter. Um, You can take baths that detox high supplementation. I would say, you know, your vitamin A, your vitamin D, um, vitamin C. Uh, You don't want to forget your trace minerals. Um, Those are really critical especially like copper these Mm -hmm. days, because copper is going to help you against this new uh, threat, which is emerging, which is the direct energy weapons. Um, 
exercise, well, it's an it's a operation to hit every man, woman, and child on planet Earth with a Havana syndrome um, experiment. So um, it's best to prepare now. And the best thing, you can get copper mesh, fine copper mesh on Amazon, but you do need to ground that. So you need to get with somebody professional um, on that. And then you, let's see, you could do, um, if you've had a direct energy weapon attack or whatever, or even just for the sensing, uh, get some paint with copper in it. Um, that helps a mylar. Um, if you put mylar on your roof, that will help uh, any frequencies that are trying to infiltrate. Um, if you are electromagnetically sensitive, you should take out all the electronics out of your room. Don't have a light. Um, you know, you just need to uh, stay away from, you know, just have a clean room basically. Um, and don't have perfumes or, or scents of better chemicals. Um, what I've learned in the military conferences are, is that most of us are chemically dosed and then now we're getting the pathogen and then they're gonna hit us with um, frequency in a binary weapon type fashion, so. Mm. Frequency is such an interesting topic to me. I don't think that we, um, you know, as you mentioned before, it can be used, these types of technologies can be used for good and can be used for bad. But I think that frequency is actually the new frontier in healing in a, in a positive way. And I think that we're hopefully, if we make it through all of this, that that will be a huge uh, turning point for healing in the future. Absolutely. So uh, so I've got a lot of books that deal with energy healing because I believe in that wholeheartedly. And so in one of them, it said, if you're standing in line at the grocery store and the person in front of you is in terrible health, terrible, and, but you are in good health, you know, you've got vitality and energy and you're happy and uh, just healthy and you're just radiating. You do not have to even talk to the person. You do not have to touch the person, just your proximity to them, that person who is not well, kickstarts the healing process in that person's body. Now that is very powerful. And very that powerful. is what I'm talking about in terms of healing. Like that is, and that's unification as well. I think when we start to learn about frequency healing and how it can unite us, I mean, I just, the, the possibilities are endless when it comes to that. And so I look forward to, uh, you know, the breakdown of our health care system. Honestly, I look forward to it because it's been horrible for a very long time. It is not a healthcare system. It is a disease care system. Yeah. And so something new has to emerge out of all of this darkness. It just has to. And so I think that's one of the things that we can take away um, looking forward into the future, that this is such a interesting topic. And I, I would encourage everyone to kind of dive in and start learning about frequency and light healing as well. Yeah, absolutely. Photonic. Um, also, uh, okay, Celeste, the little pellet, homeopathic, mm -hmm. um, essential oils, you know, there's a lot of different modalities. 
that you can experiment with. And it, like my sister, she's like a garlic powder. You know, <laughs> I mean, if she gets the slightest little thing, she garlics will solve the world's problems. But for me, garlic does nothing. Right. So, but I found other things and I've got my go-tos, you know, like mm-hmm. I wouldn't be caught without my vitamin C, mm-hmm. different, different things. My vitamin A, like the first six, the sign I have a like little sore throat or something slam down those vitamin A's. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what you, you come to realize that you are fearfully and uniquely made. Yes. And that, and so we shouldn't, when we look at somebody, like if I, I can share with you what I've learned and you may experiment and you say, well, didn't do anything for me, or, you know, this was fabulous. Um, But we shouldn't judge another person, because this is going to when you get into the quantum level of healing, um, and the frequency, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be a cookie cutter. It's not like when you go to the doctor's office, if you you got the symptoms of a cold, it's antibiotic, antibiotic, antibiotic or at least it was in the past. Um, It might be that you do need to do some detox baths or change your diet, Mm -hmm. definitely exercise. I mean, really exercise is a beautiful thing. And we tend to look at it as Americans and say, "Eh, I don't really want to exercise, you know? Um, it should be, it's, it, it's something that you should be grateful that you get to do, you know, you have the ability to do this. So yeah, that's, it's a, it's a mind shift, um, you know, to, to start thinking at things a little bit differently from a different point of view. And that's so true about painting people with the same brush. And, and that's kind of part of what's gotten us into this crisis we're in right now, thinking that there'd be one solution for an entire population, right? This is, this is ludicrous to think that every single person on the planet could take these injections and have the same outcome. That is, that's, well, they, they, they do have the same outcome. It's a safe and effective depopulation, <laughs> True, but they don't, they leave off the depopulation. Right. They just say it's safe and effective, but that's why they can say it for across the board, mm-hmm. because that's their goal is to mm-hmm. usher you from this life into the next life. Sure. But it's also because people have the understanding, they hold the understanding rather that there is a one solution for everybody. And when we stop thinking that way, because that is not the correct way to think about health, um, they can stop pushing their products on us and, and because we won't take them. And that really is the solution is to think, oh, wait a second, what would make me think that this solution would be good for everybody when I know I can be allergic to peanuts? And my neighbor is not allergic to peanuts and I can like, you know, the taste of cilantro while someone else thinks it tastes like soap. See, we're, we're that unique and that's the way we need to approach our healthcare. And really we're the best ones to know what the proper modality is for us to heal. It's but it's about getting quiet and about really listening to the signals that your body's giving, giving you, because that's what symptoms are. They're signals. It's telling you, Hey, got to do something about this. You need to change something. That's all a symptom is, but instead we've, we've been taught to be terrified of symptoms. And the, and our enemy is seizing on that 
And when you go down to the nano level, what a lot of the pharmaceutical products are, are doing is confusing your body signaling, mm. confusing it. So what you need to do are find things like I have a pendant or an array that makes coherent and photons like it was back in the Garden of Eden. It straightens out the tangled mess. Mm. And that's what you need to do is to, and then that you also get that by healthy living. Yeah. Um, and grounding, as you mentioned before, taking your shoes off and go just walk in the dirt, get your hands in the dirt, get in the dirt, get around animals, get, get around things that ground that are not chaotic. And then you can really listen. Yeah, absolutely. And just even looking up and just, whether it's at night and you just look at the, you know, this time of year, you can look up and see the Milky Way. And it's comfortable out because it's not freezing cold, you know, and you can just look up and just be in awe or, you know, look at the sunrise. Right now, there's this series of conjunction of a lot of five different planets and the moon. So for the next, well, it's two days have passed. So three more days, they'll all be in a line, um, which I think the next time is like 2024 or something. I no, 2000. I don't know. It's like 200 years or something. Not in our lifetime. So it's pretty, but you have to get up at dawn. And I went out there this morning and I just missed dawn. I mean, it it was dawn, but it was a little bit like I looked up, but it was already too light that the stars had had, uh, gone for the day. So I'm tomorrow morning. I will, because usually I'm up really early. I get up between two and four. So yeah, you don't want to miss that. That sounds incredible. Yeah. Where can people connect with you, Celeste? So if you want to uh, help me, uh, help support my work at celestialreport.com. Um, my articles are at shepherdsheart.life. I do have a Patreon uh, group and that's uh, Shepherd's Heart Farm. And I do have a Rumble channel. Uh, for all you rumblers out there. <laughs> and it is um, Celeste Solum, one word. And then you can get uh, my stuff that's too hot. I, I haven't been putting anything on YouTube. I mean, I yeah. was reading straight out of medical journals. Yes. And they and they censored, me, censored me for that. I mean, I show the cover. I'm reading yeah. the article exactly what it says. And they said that it was medical misinformation and that I was not a trusted source. So it's like, oh, well, whatever. (laughs) And you're the queen of research. I'm coming to understand already. She does these fabulous videos where she's actually taking you to where the place. So you, you can, you can, you may listen to this podcast and think, what is this lady talking about? This can't possibly be tune into her shows because she will show you exactly where she's getting the sourced information from. These people tell you what they are doing. Unfortunately, your media does not tell you. And that is where you're going to get information and they are not telling you. Um, but if you go to the sourced information, it's the same darn thing as these shots. When they released the source information, when they released the shots on their website, I went directly there and read their 42 pages of information. That's how I knew that these were going to be problematic. But unfortunately, not very many people did that. And they listened to their news that touted them as safe and effective. And now 
of course, we're seeing tens of thousands of deaths and we are seeing millions of injuries and it's, it's heartbreaking, but don't be fooled twice, get the information now and get tuned in. So there was a really interesting thing that most people don't know. This is your, your SARS-CoV-2 uh, weapon uh, trivia information. So they released the weapon on November 2nd, quietly. Why did they do that? Because the scientists and the researchers and the astrologers all got together, just like in the Book of Esther. Um, they consulted with the astrologer, the king cons cons uh, consulted with the astrologers for the propitious day for the annihilation of the people. And the, the, our scientists and the people in tech did consult astrologers, and there was a particular alignment, uh, the sweet influences of the stars that would potentiate the lethality of this um, weapon. And so they, and it was November 2nd. And so that's why they chose that day. They actually did it like, just like they took the playbook right out of the book of Esther. Uh, but if you know anything about the book of Esther, uh, the people prevailed in the end. And um, so the, there's a holiday called Purim that's celebrated unto this day. Um, in commemoration of that victory of the people over um, the people that would kill them and annihilate them. So let that be of good cheer. And what can you do to fight this? Just be a human, maintain your any way that you can. And I do it with loving acts of kindness. And you say, well, I'm not a broadcaster. What could I do? Maybe you're a baker bake some cookies for your neighbor or somebody that's shut in or doesn't know how to bake. If you're a musician, go in front of the post office or down the street and play a song, strum it on your guitar or your flute or your harp or whatever you have. Um, maybe I, my webmaster came to me. He just walked into my life like 30 years ago. It wasn't 30 years ago. I think it was 30 years ago. And he said, the Lord told me that you need a technical person for what you're going to, for your calling. And he has been helping me ever since <laughs> with my website for no charge. Uh, so you, if you're technical, you can do that for somebody, bless somebody in alt media. That's believe me, we're all struggling with censorship <laughs> and this thing. And how do we even negotiate this? We've got our own crisis going on. That's every bit as severe um, as the medical going on with the whole cyber world right now. It's they're basically winnowing out and pretty soon there's only going to be one voice left. And that will be uh, the global system, the one world order, whatever you want to think. And um, people like me will be unfortunately a thing of the past. So please listen now while you can and prepare. Prepare. Yeah. That's wise advice. Thank you so much, Celeste, for joining me today on the Naturally Inspired Podcast. Well, it's been my honor, and I hope we can do it again sometime. Yes, we will for sure. If the Naturally Inspired movement makes sense to you, let's do this together and transform the medical model and help people take charge of their health. 
Learn more about how you can join the Naturally Inspired movement by going to naturallyinspiredadvocate.com or call me at 970-475-4862. Find amazing interviews with people like David Icke, Max Egan, Frontline Doctors, and more at naturallyinspiredpodcast.com. Connect with me directly at TammyCuthbertGarcia.com. Support our amazing team, help us defeat censorship, and become a subscriber for only $5 a month at LiveNaturallyInspired.com. Find me on all social media platforms at ConnectWithTammy.com.